Welcome to the Football Goonies Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Seplick, here with the Week 5 Preview. That's right. Welcome in, folks. We got a jam-packed show for you. We're going through the matchups of the new Fantastic Empire and Prestige Dynasty Worldwide, wide, wide. I'm going to give you my guaranteed picks to win 100%. And break my heart sometimes, but the truth is the truth, and that's what happens. Before we do that, though, we're going to get into a little bit of news. We've had some major trades go down in the league recently, and I would be remiss if I did not talk about them. So, first up, the uh, the two-day-ago trading of Bonanza started when... Mr. Uh, Dan Krieger, Krieger15, Team uh, Bob the Rebuilder, traded away Aaron Rodgers, Najee Harris, and Dalton Schultz in the Dynasty League to GA Dogs for Life for Jalen Waddell, Justin Fields, a 22 first, and a 23 second. Huge move, huge move, especially since he wasn't sending the uh, the pick to me. So I would have loved to have given him someone for Aaron Rodgers. But um, let's dive into it. So this took everyone by just complete surprise. Not so much that, uh, that Dan was selling off pieces, because obviously we knew that. His, na- his new team name is Bob the Rebuilder. And he is looking to the future because his team was hot garbage and old people. And he's just trying to build a staple. So as a result, uh, from an earlier trade uh, this offseason and this one, he now has the quarterback stable of Lamar Jackson, Sam Darnold, and Justin Fields. Uh, That's big for him. Uh, He did ship off Najee, but uh, got back... Uh, Waddle, the fields, obviously, and then the first and the second. Um, I actually view the 23 second as a little more valuable than the 22 first. Uh, the class is stronger, and the other side, GA Dogs for Life, I think he has a potential of being more competitive this year, whereas two years from now, I don't think he's going to place well, and I think that that's going to be a higher end second uh, than people realize. So as a result, uh, GA Dogs for Life is going for broke. Um, His starting lineup is Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, with backup Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, At the running back position, he's got Najee Harris and Austin Eckler. Oh, sorry. That was a second trade. So he had Najee Harris, Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf. Schultz is his best. Best tight end with Logan Thomas being on the IR. Uh, possibly Dawson, Dawson Knox is also there. And then Antonio Brown and Chuba Hubbard in his flex. So normally his flex without Hubbard will either comprise of Devin Singletary or Jalen Rager or Deshaun Jackson or a tight end of lesser note. So the noticeable thing is that this is a very thin lineup. 
but he did not stop there because not too much longer after that, he sent Zach Moss a 22 first from Clay Jones Jr. and a 23 first from himself to Austin uh, for Austin Eckler. Uh, Austin Eckler is clearly balling out right now. Uh, he's a 26-year-old running back, I believe, who is... Um, let me double-check that. Yeah, 26-year-old, 5'10", 200-pound running back with a history of injury. Uh, last year, he only played 10 games, although the two years prior he did... Or the three years prior, he did play 16, 14, and 16 uh, but he is setting the world on fire right now. He is the number like two or three running back in our scoring format, and he is a baller. Uh, combined, the starting lineup looks pretty formidable uh, between Harris, Eckler, Cup, and Metcalf. Strong. Uh, Hertz is a top three quarterback right now. Uh, honestly, in the future, he's probably going to be a top ten either way. Uh, Rogers currently sitting at 17. He's probably going to be higher to like the fringe one by the end of the season. So he's going to be balling out. And then Antonio Brown is a middling wide receiver three with some upsides for some games, but a lot of downsides. Uh, I thought that these two trades were very short-sighted. Uh, prior to becoming a, a Let's face, let's call it what it is, a mediocre contender. I mean, he has the ability to score a lot of points on any given week, and he can win a championship, but things have to all fall right. He has to avoid entire injuries, and he is sitting at 4-4. Four and four. I think him and a couple other people in the league are actually sensing a little weakness. Um, my team's been a little underperforming with a terrible QB2. Um, one of the other top teams is losing running backs left and right and has had a very wary uh, high-end receiver room with some injuries and or underperforming. And then the defender is currently a 3-5 and five loser. Uh, the top team is very similarly top-heavy with his starting, uh, his starting lineup being very strong but no depth. And I think maybe uh, Mike is sensing some weakness in the league and taking a shot. I just, I think it's a little foolish. I think he's pretty much guaranteed that in two years by 23, he'll be back in the same spot where he is going to have to float. I just don't think he holds the depth. And since he's lo losing the, the draft picks, I think this is the last gasp for him. Uh, after this season, he'll probably relegate to rebuilding. Uh, as far as the other end, uh, let's start with the first trade. I think the trade itself is actually pretty even if you really look at it. Uh, Rodgers, there is some question marks, but more than likely he's going to be around the league for another three, four years in a low-end QB1 competitive way. Maybe higher, maybe lower, but probably a safe bet would be around like 10 to 12 range. Um, Najee Harris is proving that volume is king. And depending on who the QB is next year, he can continue that. That is a little bit of a risky one, too. Um, so these are definitely short-term moves, for sure. Uh, Schultz, I don't think we're going to expect too much from him past this season and next, maybe. 
Uh, on the other end, Jalen Waddle is pretty promising, but he's still a developmental piece. Uh, we don't know what the 22 first will be. We don't know what the 23 th- uh, second will be. But uh, Justin Fields, I think it's pretty well documented. Me and a couple other people don't really believe in him. Uh, all the potential in the world. He does have a lot of measurables that look great with his uh, legs, his arm, his accuracy. But his head is ultimately the issue and the team he plays for. Uh, terrible offensive line. Uh, by the time he gets it together, some of his pieces will be aged. And he's got the budget magician for a coach who I'm sure Nagy won't be around next year. But uh, the big problem is uh, he folds under pressure like uh, a house of budget magic cards. Um, I don't think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be very Tua-esque, but a little maybe healthier. Not as good, though. I mean... He's, he's just an okay quarterback to me. I don't see him being a quarterback past maybe a second contract. And even then, I doubt he gets through his second contract entirely if he even gets one. Um, it's just my opinion on it. We'll see. I could be proven wrong. And if he ends up uh, being a good quarterback, then this is probably a very good move for, uh, for the rebuilding team. I just think I probably would have targeted some other more safer bets at quarterback in the target for that trade, but he did get a decent haul for it. On the other side, uh, congratulations to Gary, uh, finally using his his retirement wisely and getting a good haul for Austin Eckler on a team that he knows is going nowhere has very few pieces, so he needs to cash in on the the good pieces that he has. And Eckler was probably the best piece he had uh, that was a little older. Uh, he's definitely a competitive piece, and getting a haul of two firsts and a young running back, although not the best prospect, a usable prospect, uh, is really good. Uh, the 22 first is not very useful, Uh, Assuming that Clay sticks with it uh, in spite of his injuries, it should be a late round first. But like I said, I don't expect much from GA Dogs in 22 for the 23 draft uh, setup. And I think that that 23 first is going to be very valuable. So I do like that trade a lot. Um, At the end of the day, I think this props up GA Dogs for life a bit. I think he's sitting in the the really weird tier now. Um, the number one team in the division sits in this tier too with Greenwood just having no depth. Uh, I mean, it could work, and you can win a championship with it, but, man, things have to fall right, and injuries can't go your way, and your players can't have down weeks because you have no one to pivot to. Um, another person that sits in that one is uh, Tyler, Team Texas Bear. Uh, with his Allen-Herbert combo, some good running backs, a really good receiver one, and then some middling options that are playing very well right now at receiver two and flex. So uh, we'll see how it goes. Congrats to everyone on their trading. Uh, Again, as always, I'm open. I need a QB, maybe a tight end, but mostly just a QB at this point. So come a-hollering. I've already tried talking to some of you people. But uh, we'll see what happens. Anyways, let's get into the matchups. That's what y'all are here for. 
So we're going to start off with the new Fantastic Empire. First up, we have SC Honkers versus Popeye Sailorman. Uh, continuing his dominant performance of the opening season, Sailorman is, uh, which is also Mike's team, uh, is undefeated and doing much better in this league. And he is going up a dejected Brian and sitting at one and three. So at the QB position, we have Tom Brady versus Jalen Hurts. Uh, Hurts has the little bit tougher matchup, but he's going to have to put up points. Brady has the easier matchup, but uh, Miami definitely can't really push Tampa Bay. So there is a question to how capped Brady's upside is this week. But I got to go with the safer bet. And give me the advantage of Tom Brady. Uh, any given week, Hurts can do plenty on the ground, but not give you anything in the air and be okay. And although he's been fantastic so far, I just I just don't have as much trust. And I think that Brady's going to be on a tear after, even though he picked up the win, he looked uh, very pedestrian in the rain, of course, against uh, his old team last week. At the running back position, we have Dalvin Cook and Antonio Gibson versus Alvin Kamara and Chase Edmonds. Uh, Edmonds is quietly a running back one, and if it wasn't for James Conner stealing uh, goal line work, he'd probably be like a top seven running back, top six running back. Uh, There's a lot of question on Dalvin Cook's health. We're not sure if he's going to go. I'm sure he will, and it's a Detroit... um, spot I like the question is maybe they give him a little rest or they don't give him as much run because of that uh Gibson's the big one he's got the toughest matchup here against New Orleans whereas I think Edmonds is going to be highly involved in that game and Kamara definitely against Washington so give me Kamara and Edmonds uh as that will be two more competitive games than the two blowouts with semi or one blowout with semi-injured player and one uh more difficult defense with the semi-injured player. So advantage Kamara and Edmonds. At the receiver position, we have Terry McLaren and Keenan Allen versus DJ Moore and Tyler Lockett. Uh, man, what is there to say? Uh, I think Lockett's going to have a huge game this week, but after two duds, he is the same old Lockett. There was hope maybe this year was different, but... He's going to be super waffly, but you can't not play him. With that, I think uh, Metcalf's going to get a lot of looks, and I think uh, I think unless they just put up a super stinker, I think Lockett's going to have a big game for them to keep competitive. Uh, on the other side, I did say New Orleans defense is good, but man, Terry is just tearing it up. Uh, he's another waffle player, though, man. He's sitting at number six, but he's got two twenty plus games and he's got two 8.2 games granted they came against the chargers and buffalo whereas his blow-up games were the giants in atlanta new orleans has been given up through the air but man he is going to get shadowed by a very good corner they're going to probably scheme to take him away a bit um he'll probably have a big game but i mean there's still a lot of question here uh on the other side or the other two uh, DJ Moore, I think he is the best player on this slate of four guys. Um, he has done it every single week, and it just keeps getting better. 
And I think this is going to be a semi-competitive game, and especially without uh, Christian McCaffrey probably again this week. He'll get a heck of a lot of targets, whereas Keaton Allen, uh, that whole thing, man, this feels like a do-over of last week with Vegas. Um, I feel like they're going to probably lean on the tight end some more and the running game with Eckler. And I think Keenan Allen, there is potential for him to be very pedestrian again. Uh, that being said, I don't fully guarantee that. And the fact that I do like Lockett this week and more, that's the advantage for me. Uh, the tight end position is Mark Andrews versus Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram's trash, even in a good matchup. He proved that last week. So Mark Andrews is the play. And then at the flex positions, we got Devonta Smith and... Marvin Jones versus Leonard Fournette and Visca Chenault. Uh, I don't believe in Visca's uh, last game usage. I think that was just going to be kind of an, a weird thing. Same with the Jones, bad game. Uh, Devonta's the big question, man. He should have a big game. And if Hertz is going to have a huge game, it's going to be on the back of Devonta. Um, he hasn't really faced a real good defense, though. Uh, San Francisco was the best one, and he did poorly on that. Dallas, he did poorly on. Um, but it's tough. I'd like Marv Jones a lot. I like Fortnite against that Miami defense. I don't like the other two options a ton. But if I got to bet on one between Devonta Smith and Chenault, give me Devonta Smith. But even though Sleeper has him projected ahead with the question marks at running back, the lesser receiver and tight end, I don't think Brady and the flexes are enough. And give me Popeye Sailorman uh, at another win for uh, for Mike and taking him to 5-0. and Next up, oh, and then uh, on some other notes, uh, other people he could flex, Antonio Brown. Uh, or Zach Moss. Zach Moss is interesting. He may actually get some good run here, but he's definitely just as risky play as Devonta Smith, so it's up to him how he wants to roll on that. Uh, same with Brown, but either way, my pick is Popeye Sailorman for the win. Uh, next up, we have Team Groovy Drew versus Unjour in France. Drew's coming off a loss and now at 1-3, and, and Axel's coming off beating me without any starting running backs and now three and one uh so first up we got russell wilson and pat mahomes uh pat mahomes is facing the much tougher defense uh but how do you bet against him he's the number one quarterback in the league even though they haven't played great and he's played good defenses he's played cleveland baltimore the chargers and philly's not the worst defense in the world but they're, they're not, I mean, they're not the worst. They're they're not the best either, but uh, Buffalo doesn't scare me. Whereas Wilson, he's kind of waffly, and he's had nothing but easy defenses. So uh, I know the Rams have been getting thrown on a ton, but I'm going to bet on Mahomes. I mean, how can he not? At the running back position, we have Nick Chubb, and currently David Montgomery is in his uh, RB2. Uh, the assumption would be that uh, Daryl Henderson will be in there uh, tonight, so he better hurry and get that in. Um, if he doesn't, man, then with Chuba Hubbard, he's completely screwed. Um, 
But anyways, Nick Chubb and Daryl Henderson versus Najee Harris and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, if Naheem Hines doesn't go, Taylor gets an uptick in work. Baltimore has been a eh, defense. Uh, Najee's got a tough matchup, but as we've seen, Najee sucks for real-life football, but he's going to catch a bunch of balls, so he's probably good for fantasy. Uh, Chubb, I don't trust as much, even against the Chargers. He's been just relegated to carries only, and he's doing it yardage-wise. I mean, his yards are great, but without touchdowns, he's kind of meh. And I don't see how... How that's going to help you win. Uh, Henderson on the other end, though, uh, or the other fact, if he does play, Henderson is going to be fantastic tonight. So get him into your lineup, Drew. Um, If he plays Henderson, I feel like he has the advantage at running back, but honestly, I don't trust him to get him in in time if he hasn't already. And if that's the case, Hubbard and Chubb together are definitely less than Harris and Jonathan Taylor. At the ride receiver position, we got A.J. Brown and Tim Patrick versus D.K. Metcalf and OBJ. Uh, OBJ's trash. I don't want any part of him. Uh, Metcalf's interesting. I think he's going to get shadowed quite a bit, so I don't know how effective he'll be. Uh, this is definitely a get-right game for A.J. Brown. He's been trash all season so far for the most part. Um, a touchdown gave him his only decent game. But without Julio there, uh, I think he's a good play. I think Tim Patrick's going to be necessary. So just on the fa- on the basis of A.J. Brown, give me him over Metcalf, his old teammate, and advantage Axel on that end. Uh, at the tight end position, Kittle versus Waller. Uh, it's obviously Waller. Kittle has all the ability in the world and the need against Arizona, whereas Waller's playing Chicago with Justin Fields. But until he does it, I'm going to bet on Waller. Uh, and then at the flex position, we got Cole Beasley and Chuba Hubbard right now. I would expect there's a chance that Mike Davis could get in there because the Atlanta mat or the Jets matchup and Singletary against KC, but I would assume if CMC is out, he's gonna roll with Chuba. On the other side, we got Damian Harris, and as of right now, Trey Sermon. I would probably go a safer bet and take the volume of Pittman myself. Um even if Sermon's the lone guy, I don't think he gets enough work in this, and I think he's mediocre. Whereas Pittman's facing a tough defense with Baltimore, but he will be necessary. I think they're going to have to throw a lot, and uh, I would much rather just have the volume of Pittman. Uh, it's sad that we can't talk about IU, but until he says any or he does anything, I can't trust him. So, um, depending on the way the lineup happens oh on the other side uh i do like cole beasley i think he's the second best option over Diggs and may end up being the best receiver for buffalo uh this week i know sanders is the new hotness but honestly i think this is the bounce back high volume week for beasley and he gets it done uh that being said though with the homes with the uncertainty on setting the running backs and then the waller receivers uh give me Axel for the win, but I don't feel 100% great about it. Uh, if Drew gets Henderson in there, then this may be a different story, but I don't know. 
Uh, next up, we have Finkla's Einhorn sitting at 3-1 versus Los Poyos Hermanos sitting at 500. So we got Kyler Murray versus Justin Herbert. Uh, Kyler Murray, please. He's playing San Francisco. Herbert's got another tough matchup. I think he's okay play. But uh, I don't expect the Chargers-Cleveland game to be that high scoring. Uh, Cleveland held down Minnesota hugely last week, and I don't think they'll be as bad as Minnesota was. But at the same time, I don't think they have to put up enough points or can put up enough points considering Baker's a little hurt and that team runs a lot. So uh, either way, Kyler Murray is the best. He is the number two QB on the in the league. Um, and he's going to just feast on San Francisco. At the running back position, we got Kareem Hunt and Chris Carson as of right now versus Aaron Jones and James Robinson. Some other pivots for Carson would be Alex Collins. He does have them, same, uh, same game. If Carson doesn't go, uh, Miles Sanders is also an option. But, man, I don't know what you do with Miles Sanders. He's getting less and less work, and Kenneth Gainwell is getting more and more. Uh, I would probably just stick with whoever is the running back for um, for Seattle this week. Uh, either way, the ride's over for Kareem Hunt being a super-duper star. As the number eight running back as of right now, I think he comes a little more down to earth, and whoever it is is not going to be enough against James Robinson and Aaron Jones. Both great plays this week. Uh, Mike Evans and Deontay Johnson at oh yeah at receiver versus Tyree Kill and Kenny Galladay. Um, I think Galladay has a decent game. He had a decent game last week. He's getting the tar he's getting really deep targets, and I think they're gonna have to put up points on Dallas. So I like that. I like Tyreek. Uh, he can break Buffalo's defense with this speed. But at the end of the day, Evans and Deontay, man, Deontay's got the volume where he's going to keep pace with uh, Tyreek other than yardage. And I think he's more likely to get a touchdown than Tyreek this week, honestly. Uh, he's the only option in town. Big Ben's going to throw one touchdown, so it's either him or Najee, more than likely. A uh, chance for Fryermuth, but that depends on where that touchdown comes depth-wise. Uh, Mike Evans can have a big game, I think. He had a good game last week, 12 targets, but uh, he's seen 9, 10, and 12 targets in his last three weeks, and I don't think that's going to change much. Um... With that, though, man, Tyreek is a beast. Kenny Galladay has to put up big points. Um, I'm just going to go with the shock with Tyreek and assume that Galladay is going to get enough to give him the advantage. Uh, at the tight end position, it's Kelsey versus Hawkinson. Uh, I think this is definitely a bounce back for Hawkinson. I could see him outscoring him. And it's still advantage Kelsey. But here's the thing is they're on the same team, him and Hill. Um, definitely going to cannibalize each other a little bit potentially. Uh, this seems like the kind of game where only one of them will be good. So if it's going to end up being killed, then I think Kelsey has the worst game. But, I mean, still, let's give the advantage where it's due. Uh, the flex position is DeAndre Swift and Jacoby Myers versus Emmanuel Sanders and James Crowder. Um... 
Some other options on Los Pollos side, we got Rugs and Renfro. Uh, Renfro's probably the play. Uh, Rugs, if he's got to swing the fence, we'll see how the noon games go. I think that, yeah, everyone but Kyler on the opposing side plays at noon, so if he's way down, then he probably throws in Rugs. Uh, over Crowder, oh uh, no, over Sanders, I guess maybe potentially, uh, or Galladay. I don't know, man. This is tough. I think he's pretty much set where he's at. Uh, on the other side, any options over Swift or Myers? We got Higgins potentially coming back. Corey Davis, uh, that Atlanta-London game. Robert Woods, big disappointment, always potential. Pollard, always potential. There's a lot of, like, maybe guys, but I think he just goes for the pure volume against Houston with Myers. And then Swift, I think, is safe in a bounce back against Minnesota. So, advantage there. And although it's pretty close on receiver, even though he's losing, and tight end, even though he's losing, he's destroying in running back and flex and quarterback. So, give me Finkel's Einhorn for the win. Jumping to four and one. Next up, we got Chase, who I think is probably the most solid team in the league right now. Um, at least on the starting lineup, not so much as depth. Um, yeah, I mean, it's questionable. Versus uh, Team Chris1914. Uh, the quarterback position, we got Josh Allen versus Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson's just fine with all his running, but give me Josh Allen in a high-scoring affair against KC. At the running back position, we got Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley versus Zeke Elliott and Austin Eckler. Um, I think Eckler's fine against Cleveland. Zeke's amazing against New York. And Barkley is great against Dallas, but right here, the big advantage is Derrick Henry against Jacksonville. Half the time, he goes for like 30-plus points against Jacksonville, so it's probably going to be that and give me advantage to uh, chase on that. At the receiver position, we got Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson versus Stefan Diggs and Chris Godwin. Um, Diggs has a big spot here. Godwin is a good play. Jefferson's a good play. Cup's a good play. I feel like this is a complete wash. I don't want to give a winner to it. At the tight end position, Kyle Pitts and Noah Fant. Uh, give me advantage, believe it or not, Kyle Pitts. I think Fant is necessary, especially if Teddy Bridgewater comes back. He's a good play. But Pitts is going to be thrust into a higher role because Calvin Ridley is not going to play this week. Uh, saw the update this morning, so advantage there. And then at the flex position, we have currently Julio Jones and... Uh, Hollywood Brown versus Mike Williams and Jamar Chase. Some pivots off of Julio if he doesn't go. Uh, potentially Madison, obviously, if Cook doesn't play, will be in there. Uh, Sutton, possibly. Uh, Ronald Jones in a cleanup manner. And then Michael Hardman. Uh, he's got an open waiver spot. It could be anyone else. Uh, on the other side, I like Jamar Chase. I'm not a big fan of Mike Williams. Again, he got shut down last week, and I think it continues. Some pivots he's got are Edwards, Hilaire, uh, Cooks, and Green. I think Green's actually his best pivot. Uh, but my guess is he's going to roll with this setup, and uh, 
it's still the better setup. Uh, I don't think Julio is going to play. If Julio plays, then Brown and Julio, I think, are the better. But give me Chase and uh, Mike Williams for that. And with advantages at running back, a wash at receiver advantage at tight end and flex even with uh, Josh Allen going bananas which always has the chance to win a game I still pick Chase for the win and then finally a get right game for yours truly I got uh, shellacked last week with uh, down weeks from Thielen, CeeDee Higby Devontae Adams on top of having no starting running back because CMC's out. Of course I was going to lose. Uh, this is a really big make-or-break week for me, I think. If I can't pull a win now and I miss CMC pass this week, this could be uh, where I lose it and I need to start selling some pieces. Uh, but I got to get right game against the 0-4 team. We'll see if I can do it. Especially, <laughs> Unfortunately, this helps me out because Calvin Ridley is out this week. Uh, so at the quarterback position, I got Dak versus Cousins. Uh, I actually like Cousins better than Dak. I think they're going to rely on the running game, whereas Cousins going to beat up on Detroit, I think. And, <coughs> excuse me, I think uh, I think Cousins is actually the better play. At the running back position, it is just a whole bunch of ugly on both sides. I mean, obviously, if CMC's back, I'm going to play him, and this changes things. But as of right now, i got James Conner and Damian Williams, which I spent the rest of my fab on because I am so thin at running back, uh, versus, it looks like, Melvin Gordon and Josh Jacobs. Um, if Jacobs is out, then obviously Drake would be in, but I'm assuming Jacobs is going to play. I don't think he's on the injury report anymore. Uh, either way, Jacobs is, to me, a good play, but I think Williams is the best play on the slate. And believe it or not, I like James Conner better than both these guys. There was a chance I was going to pivot to Jamal Williams or Hines, but it looks like Hines popped up on the injury report. And Jamal Williams, I think the Lions lost like three linemen all at once. It was either them or the Bengals. If it was that, then I definitely don't want any part of Williams. Uh, give me the advantage either way, though. At the receiver position, I got Debo Samuel and Devontae Adams versus not Calvin Ridley, but an injury to Mari Cooper and DeAndre Hopkins, who has also been banged up. Um, both great plays, but they're both banged up, so I don't, I don't think there's a world where it's impossible. Like, Cooper and Hopkins could be the better play. But they're not healthy. And Adams and Samuel are, and they have better matchups. Uh, probably going to have to score a lot of points in both their matchups. Whereas, I don't know if San Francisco can do that. And I don't know if the Giants can do that. And, I mean, Cooper especially. Like, he's a beast, man. He got 14.4 points last week on three targets on 48% snapshot. They're managing the crap out of him. And he got work he got hurt in week 2 and since he's had 5 4 and 3 targets as opposed to the 16 in week 1. So uh not great plays. I have the advantage obviously. Uh Higby versus Schultz. I might actually go to Gesecki cuz I think he's safer, but I do want to stake in tonight's game, so I may just keep it Higby just because uh, Gusecki definitely has more volume coming his way, though. 
Uh, either way, let's just give uh, Tyler an advantage with Schultz because Cooper being hurt, I think he's going to be more involved still. Uh, but it's not a huge advantage. And then CeeDee Lamb looking to get right and Thielen looking to get right versus uh, Miles Gaskin and Tyler Boyd, I guess. Maybe Gronk. I don't know. Uh, with Ridley out, uh, this team's a shamble, and I should ease to victory and get right, which, of course, means I'm probably going to lose. Uh, so let's move on to Prestige Dynasty worldwide. Wide, wide. Um, big, 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 big things are happening. We'll see how it shakes out. Um, the most interesting one is that uh, obviously Mike gets to play Gary after one of the one of the two big trades. So we'll see how that goes for him. Uh, obviously Gary or Mike should win handily. Uh, we'll just run through it real quick. He's got Hurts and Rogers versus Goff and Jones. Um, I actually think that Goff and Jones is a better play than Rodgers and Hurts. Uh, I think Jones is going to be a top 5 QB this week. I think Goff is going to be a top 12 QB because of volume this week. Uh, breaking news, Dalvin Cook had another did not practice. This could be a Madison week. Adjust your lineups accordingly. Potentially, just keep an eye on it. Uh, at the running back position, we got Najee Harris and Austin Eckler versus Zach Moss and Cordero Patterson. Uh, Patterson with Ridley out is probably a, an amazing play. And Zach Moss is probably a good play. And there's a chance that they could outscore Harris and Eckler, but Harris and Eckler is the play. Come on. Uh, the receiver position, we got Adam Thielen and Brandon Cooks versus DK Metcalf, Cooper Cup. Uh, pick tonight's guys with Cup and Metcalf. It can all be done on the back of Cup because Metcalf might get shadowed and shut down. Uh, I think Thielen will have a good game, but I don't think Cooks will do anything against New England. Uh, they're going to shut him down and force the run game or passing to someone else. So it's going to be savage advantage there, obviously. Tight end position, Dalton Schultz versus Tyler Conklin. Conklin's got a good position, but Schultz is the play. And at the flex position, we got Alex Collins tonight and Robert Woods versus Mr. Big Chess and Shumba Hubbard. If Hubbard can't be the lead guy, then flex considerations are Naheem Hines, although he's banged up, Singletary, Randall Cobb, uh, Deshaun Jackson, Michael Hardman, but he'd have to make the Deshaun Jackson one tonight. Or Jalen Rager. My guess is he'd probably pivot to Cobb. Um, either way, give me Alex Collins and Robert Woods for the win on that one. Uh, I think Woods has as good a chance as anyone to be good. And Collins should be the lead back tonight if he is. If he's not, then Chris Carson will be in. And same story. Either way, though, Mike for the win. GA Dogs for life. Next up, we got Team Groovy Drew versus Do It for Axel. Uh, Groovy Drew's kind of in that that weird spot where he's trying to figure out if he's competing this year, if he's going to start selling. If you start selling, please sell me a quarterback. <laughs> going face to face against the beef brisket himself. So we got Kyler Murray and Joe Burrow versus Pat Mahomes and Jacoby Brissett. Um, watch Brissett go for a lot of yards and touchdowns because they're playing Tampa. 
But, I mean, obviously we're going to take Kyler and Burrow versus Jacoby Brissett. Not even a question. Uh, McCaffrey, if uh, he says that he definitely... I'm reading a note, sorry. Um, he says he feels great after a second straight practice. He might play, so... If he plays, man, this changes things. Uh, as of right now, though, he's got McCaffrey and Henry versus Chubb and Harris. Uh, if he had to pivot, he would probably pivot into Damian Williams. That's what I would do. Um, in fact, I'd probably maybe play Damian Williams for the safety. Play anyways over McCaffrey, just in case. And at the very least, put McCaffrey as a flex guy. Uh, either way, that combination with Derrick Henry, he's the better matchup there. Uh, at the receiver position, we got Corey Davis and Julio Jones as, er, and Stefan Diggs versus uh, Christian Kirk and Devonta Smith. Woof. Uh, possibly Chase Claypool, probably not. Uh, T. Higgins is the only one that might slide in there uh, over Kirk. Uh, either way, Stefan Diggs and Corey Davis against Atlanta is the better play. At tight end, it's Kyle Pitts versus Hawkinson. This is probably pretty pretty evenly matched. Uh, Hawkinson's going to get a lot of play. I know he's been disappointed the last two weeks, but he is going to dominate uh, Minnesota. And then uh, Pitts, we already said he has the uptick, so we'll call this a wash. And then at the flex position as of right now, it's Adam Humphreys and Juju. Uh, obviously, one of those guys might get subbed in for Christian Kirk if um, if T. Higgins goes. Uh, other option, I guess, would be maybe, I guess... Uh, man, it's not looking good, but... Yeah, that's his best options. Either way, he's going up against Kenny Galladay and either Julio Jones or Christian McCaffrey... Or Henry Ruggs, Kadarius Tony, Aguilar. There's options. Uh, Noah Fan could sneak in there. And either way, uh, Chris is going to come out with the win. I don't know if he gets up to Aniston points. He has definitely potential if CMC, with CMC and Henry. Um, but he goes for the win, and Groovy Drew is probably going to fall to four and six. Uh, coming off another blockbuster trade, we got Bob the Rebuilder versus the overperforming tem- uh, Team Texas Bears. That's Tyler's team. Uh, he's definitely a butterface. He's been looking good from afar, but we're going to get up close and find out how good this team is. Uh, the quarterback position is Josh Allen and Justin Herbert versus Lamar Jackson and Sam Darnold. Um, Allen and Herbert by an inch because Darnold is balling out, and Lamar is good enough. Uh, Josh Allen is the best play, though, for sure. Other pivot option would be Justin Fields, which, come on, let's be honest, that's not happening. Uh, The running back position, it's Mike Davis and Lenny Fournette versus Saquon Barkley and James Robinson. Uh, Pro analytics analysis, uh, Barkley and Robinson. That's it. Don't need to say anything more. Uh, DJ Moore and Tyler Boyd versus Waddle and uh, Rondo Moore. Come on, it's DJ Moore. Uh, at the tight end position, Kelsey Gasicki. Kelsey's the play. At the flex position, it's Callaway. Marquez Callaway, I know. 
that's it's not guaranteed who I'm talking about now that I think about it. And OBJ, uh, instead of Callaway, other pivot options, could swing for the fences with a KJ Osborne, uh, Robbie Anderson, and that's pretty much it. Or Evan Ingram, I guess. Uh, on the other side, it's Cream Hunt and Melvin Gordon as of now. Other pivots would be Javante Williams and Hunter Renfro. And that's and maybe Jared Kick. Um, give me Hunt and Renfro, Gordon, whoever. Uh, I just don't like Callaway and OBJ this week. So uh, Either way, Team Texas Bears should win. No surprise there. At the next one, we got My Name is Chris versus Team C. Greenwood. Uh, Battle of the Chris's, I guess. Not really, but sort of. At the quarterback position, we got Kirk Cousins and Matt Stafford versus Tom Brady and Tyler Haneke. Uh, chance to pivot, maybe Ryan Tannehill. Uh, I'm assuming he's going to stick with Haneke the way he's been playing, though. Uh, just balling out with 20-plus points the last three weeks. Uh, either way, though, I like Stafford this week. I like Cousins. I like Brady. Uh, Haneke is kind of the weak link facing a potentially good defense. We're not quite sure, so give me advantage Stafford and Cousins, but not by a lot. But that's where it stopped because uh, Clay's team, I mean, sorry, Chris's team is uh, looking like a just battered women's shelter when it comes to running backs because... Uh, in his lineup right now is Trey Sermon. Um, if Mixon goes, he has the potential to pivot to Mixon. If not, he'd have to go to Latavius Murray or Miles Sanders. It looks awful. Henderson's a great play, but he's going up against Zeke and Aaron Jones. I don't think we need to really get into that advantage there. At the receiver position, we got Keenan Allen and Justin Jefferson versus Tyree Kill and Jamar Chase. Uh, Chase should have a good game. Jefferson should have a good game. Hill probably will have a good game, even though he's facing a good defense. And Keenan Allen is probably going to have a worse game than expected, but he has the potential. Uh, give me advantage, Hill and Chase, but it's not by a ton. Uh, where Clay Chris does have the advantage, though, is Darren Waller versus Godair. Other options at the tight end position would be Gronk if he went, which is doubtful. And Dan Arnold might be the play, but he's probably going to roll with Godair in a high-scoring affair. So I don't blame him there. But either way, Darren Waller is the better play. And then at the flex position, we got Marquise Brown and Tyler Lockett as of right now versus Chris Godwin and McLaren. My assumption would be that he has to play Lockett because he has to make the decision tonight. But he could pivot to A.J. Brown if healthy over Marquise Brown. Uh, if he is weary of playing Lockett tonight, other options would include Darnell Mooney, I guess. Van Jefferson tonight, I guess. Uh, either way, though, Chris Godwin Terry McLaren are the better plays for sure. Advantage there. And with advantages everywhere, but the minimal disadvantage at QB and the disadvantage at tight end, give me Chris Greenwood for the win. Although it will be a high-scoring affair, and I expect both of them to get Aniston pointage. 
And then finally, the marquee matchup of the week is me versus the defending champ, who has been on a five-point losing streak, whereas I've been on a four-point winning streak in spite of Ben Roethlisberger. So much so that I am not playing that piece of crap ever again, probably, except for when I have to in bye weeks. At the quarterback position, we have Dak Prescott and Zach Wilson versus Russell Wilson and Trevor Lawrence. Chance to pivot to Baker Mayfield with a torn labrum in his non-throwing shoulder. I'm assuming this is the matchup. I like Wilson just fine. Trevor Lawrence, if there was ever a game for him to be right, this is the one. But I think Zach Wilson actually has a good game this week. I think Dak has a good game this week. And give me a minimal advantage of quarterback. At the running back position, as of right now, I got Antonio Gibson and Alvin Kamara. I'm a little worried on Gibson, I'm not going to lie. Versus Jonathan Taylor and DeAndre Swift. Um, man. When you look at it like that, let, first of all, let's, let's talk about the fact that he has Dalvin Cook and Madison, and I'm assuming one of those guys gets into his lineup. Um, and I would assume it's over Jonathan Taylor. So let's call it Cook and Swift versus Kamara and Gibson. Give me Cook and Swift. If it's Madison, give me Kamara and Gibson, but not by a lot. At the receiver position, I got Devontae Adams and Debo Samuel versus... Uh, Mike Evans and Mike Williams, because wouldn't you know it, same as last time, I have a bye week with Calvin Ridley. Uh, I'm playing Calvin Ridley in both leagues. If it makes you guys feel any better, I do own him in a super deep 16-team league that I lost J.K. Dobbins as my fifth-round keeper 30 seconds after the draft and then just lost David Montgomery, so I'm operating on, like, beyond fumes, and I just lost Calvin Ridley, so... I hope that makes you feel better. That leak is pretty much lost at this point for me. Either way, uh, the mics just don't stand a chance against Debo and Devontae Adams. And a get-right game for Adams a little bit and a high-scoring affair for Debo Samuel. At the tight end position, as of right now, Tyler Higby is in with Mark Andrews. I am considering a pivot potentially to Max Williams, but I have to make that decision soon. Um, or Hunter Henry, even, maybe. Uh, they are playing Houston. Uh, chances are, though, I go Higby. And then I can play Kostecki in the other league, so that makes me feel a little better. Um, either way... I like Andrews a lot, but that is a tough matchup. But I think he is going to be used uh, as a good safety valve, so give me Mark Andrews for the win there. Uh, He does have the advantage of putting in Kittle if he wanted to. There is question marks on Kittle's health. Uh, I honestly think he probably avoids him because he has options in the flex position, and I think he is going to really just worry about the usage of Kittle so far. Uh, He's just been less than stellar. Either way, though, he does have the advantage at tight end, whichever route he goes. At the flex position, as of right now, I've got Deontay Johnson and Josh Jacobson (coughs) versus uh, Chase Edmonds and Jonathan Taylor. Uh, Other option would be CeeDee Lamb. If it was me, I would probably play CD over Mike Williams and 
roll with basically my flex being Edmonds and Taylor. Um, that's me, though. Mike Williams has been on fire. He's the number five receiver, so what do I know, even though he put up a dud against Vegas last week? Maybe you heed my advice and you end up going CD and then beating me. Who knows? Let's see. Uh, my options to pivot on Josh Jacobs in particular, because Deontay's probably in my lineup no matter what, is Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Um, probably none of my other running backs, but um, I could go back to the well with Sutton, although I'm a little worried about the the injury issue with the quarterback, so even if Bridgewater plays, I might not be too happy about it. Uh, Marvin Jones, I think he's going to have a bounce back. Amari Cooper, obviously, but the injury concerns, I think I might need the more guarantee, especially in a game that Dallas should win handily. Uh, if Sterling Shepard went, he'd be an option. Pittman could be an option. Chances are, though, and A.J. Green, I don't know if I mentioned him, chances are if I pivot off of Josh Jacobs, who is playing Chicago in a good matchup, in a game that they should be dominating, I'll probably go to either uh, Amari Cooper or Marvin Jones. Uh, either way, give me Chase Edmonds and Jonathan Taylor or Chase Edmonds and CeeDee Lamb. I just like that combination better. Um, going down the board, though, I should win pretty easily, even after he gets uh, rid- excuse me, Ridley changed out. I just have too much advantage with the uh, the receivers, with the quarterbacks a little bit, and I just my team's looking a little stronger as he's missing some key pieces with Ridley out, and the question marks on Dalvin Cook's health. Although if Dalvin Cook does play, man, this is gonna be a high scoring affair and it's gonna be really close. I should still win, but who knows? Uh, that'll move me to eight and two, and should end up being uh, still in second place behind Greenwood, but maybe my new friend uh, Chris, who uh, replaced my old friend Clay, will uh, will help me out here. So uh, Those are the guaranteed picks, 100% guaranteed to work. We'll see if it comes true, but uh, thank you for joining me. Sorry this is a little rushed. I'm working on trying to get ready to pick up my son uh but good luck to everyone in week five and remember as always goonies never say die